the CHN Radio episode 85. I'm your host Greg Troxell. You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. We have a jam-packed show for you. Uh, we have new takeover rumors earlier than expected. Um, so we're going we're gonna to go over some club news, preview our match against the Leicester Iose Perez's, and I can't do this by myself. You all know this. So let's bring in the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Toonsome. Oh, yes. I'm here. Uh, congratulations to Rodrigo Blankenship for being named SEC Player of the Week again. Yes. Uh, I know we were all, that's what we all woke up and wanted to hear is that a kicker won SEC Player of the Week. So, um. well, he, he won at the Special Teams Player of the Week. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's better. That's better. That's better. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, um, we're go here. Go dogs to all my college football fans out there. Oh, well, you know. Syracuse won. That's all people care about. Florida State won, and of course the Falcons lost. So um, we we don't have to talk about football anymore <laughs> unless it's Newcastle. Um, but yeah, yeah let's, if let's if, not talk about football, so we can talk about football. Yeah, yeah, it's true. After people follow me on Twitter, where where are they going? At, at Elijah underscore Newsom. Which are they doing at Twitter dot com or via mobile app? Um, whatever whatever floats their boats, respectively. Okay. So do yeah, you think I'm, I'm more of a mobile app. Water guy. There? Huh? They think you think they're getting enough service when, while they're floating their boat out there? Yeah, yeah, okay, I, good, I believe. Good. I mean, if they're on a cruise ship, then yeah, they have Wi-Fi. Yeah, definitely, definitely so. on a cruise ship. I've do, never been on a cruise. I've only been on one, and I was 18, so it's like doesn't count. I don't. Re- how does that not count? It doesn't count until you're 21. Any travel. Oh. Well, no. If you go to Europe under twenty-one, it's still fine as long as you're like at least seventeen. You just you're just mad because you couldn't like use the open bar and stuff. Yeah, which like limits your traveling experience. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I've never been on a cruise. So. Yeah. Um. Well, do I'm assuming English people go on cruises a lot. Do I don't know if it's a lot. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, if you are in England and have been on a cruise, tweet at us. Also, also leave a review. And yeah, actually, tell us about your cruise experience in a five star review mm. on Apple Podcasts. It's true, and then we'll read it live on the next episode of CHN Radio. That would be that would be it. That'd be a great radio. It'd That'd be, be it. That would be that would hit. Mm. Um, okay, so let's let's do some club news, and we're gonna take a little flight from Newcastle, England, to Monaco, France. Elijah, yes. reporting live from Monaco. Yes, I'm here in Monaco, where it seems like Newcastle, former Newcastle player, loan signing Islam Slimani has resurrected himself from the dead, and is now dominating league, uh, mm. as they say. Mm. Uh, he's got three goals in his last four matches, and um, he probably is gonna win. 
uh, top scorer in the league because Neymar just is not going to be healthy, and neither is Mbappe. So it's the Salmani show right now in France. I'll kick it back over to the UK uh, with Greg. Mm. What a what an incredible story. Thanks, Elijah, for your beautiful reporting, and I hope yeah. you're enjoying Monaco. Heard it's a great place. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of insane that I feel like in the, this this year's podcast, this this season, I guess we've had way more uh, news about former players in other <laughs> leagues than like actual Newcastle news. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's something to jot down in the old handy dandy notebook. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so now we'll go to actually current Newcastle players, uh, St. Gucci Max and Andy Carroll. What are we going to yeah. call Andy Carroll? Like we, I uh, feel like we, we need don't need to call him anything. He's Andy Carroll. I mean, I know, but like, wouldn't it be so like? When don't you ha- force when it, you Greg. Think, I know. I want he. It has to be. It has to come naturally. That's the only rule with nicknames. But when you think of like a a nickname or or an iconic player that's like grown up in that town and played for that town like they most always have nicknames i mean i guess i don't know i honestly have never ever thought of that well this is the things that i think about but anyway st gucci max and andy carroll probably won't start anytime soon but they're training well Well, no st gucci max Max will probably start this yes the way you wrote it just confused me andy carroll probably won't start but Gucci Max probably will. Yeah, uh, uh, the quick note on the Andy Carroll thing. I don't. I just wanted to bring up the fact that this was a story people were reporting. Like we thought Andy Carroll was going to start at some point in the near future. I never. I didn't think Andy Carroll would start a single match at Newcastle United, and that was a story that emerged this week. Is like Andy Carroll is not likely to start a match for Newcastle until January, and I was like, I didn't know that people were expecting him to start before then or at all. So well, if. Jolentoon doesn't score, then you got to try something. So that would be that would enact the Andy Carroll. But we all know his track record. Starting, it's, you're more likely to get injured than score. So. Exactly. So let's bring him off the bench and uh, let let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I mean, and it was our best spell when he was off the bench. So <laughs> I, maybe yeah. maybe there is something to it. Yeah, I think that's it for news. Nothing else happened. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing else went on today uh, with Newcastle until this. Yeah, I'm so just to refresh everyone's memory on what day it is. It's currently Pacific time, uh, September twenty sixth, Thursday. It's the twenty seventh. Literally everywhere else. Yeah, everywhere else besides the Pacific Coast of the United States and the Pacific Islanders before the dateline. Um, it's it's still 26 and on that day the 26 which is earlier than i would have bet money we had our first takeover rumor and boy it's was true. it a doozy so we're going to bring back the bs meter and i'm going to bs you elijah you're going to bs me yeah well oh. if well me oh, bs you, want me you to, it, okay you want me to answer literally just me reading the story but i'm just going to get your opinion <laughs> Okay, so you just want my opinion on this whole thing. So, well, I always want your opinion, Elijah. Good. Yeah. So let me catch everybody up to date. If if someone's listening and literally has no clue, probably you probably don't have a Twitter, which there's people out there that don't have Twitter. Or you just haven't had access to the internet. Maybe you're on a road trip. If you're road tripping, 
please pull over to the side of the road and tweet us. Yes. So Craig Hope tweeted out an exclusive. Peter Kenyon launches a new 300 million pound bid to buy Newcastle United Football Club with U.S. based investors GACP Sports. Offer has gone in, awaiting Mike Ashley response. 46 page brochure details vision for club and structure of deal. Full details here from Matt Hughes. Elijah, BS meter. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's unlikely. So I could say, like, uh, imagine like an obese person eating Taco Bell. The Newcastle Taco Bell is not even a good Taco Bell. So there's like a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of S if you know what I'm saying. But there's elements of it that make me believe that there was a bid submitted at some point, and there probably is a bid being submitted. I just don't think that it's either well done or like is likely to actually ever get accepted. Yeah. Uh, a couple thoughts. Some very insignificant things, but at least something I wanted to worth mentioning. Uh, Mark Douglas, friend of the pod, said that he got to take a look at the brochure, said it was it looked more as if we're trying to get investments rather than um, an actual like sale pitch or buy pitch. Um, so that's one thing of note. The other thing, brochures aren't 46 pages. That's like a book or a pamphlet. I think that's a thing lost in translation. Okay. Because I'm looking at, I typed in brochure UK, and so like I was looking at like there's a the first results like a, a a booking site and their brochure is literally like a sixty page document of all oh, their yeah so I think it just means like an electronic document so in the U S a, a brochure is literally just a th- a three folded paper yes like it's like a <laughs> and it's got like bullet points and yeah fun graphics and like pictures of kids from the nineties <laughs> yes and that's what I'm imagining they're sending out. To like Mike Ashley, which is yeah. exactly so. It might make sense. It but I mean, that, that makes more sense now. Honestly, they could have sent that to Mike Ashley, and that might be the reason why this is the most realistic takeover bit. <laughs> is that it's it's got so few words that Mike Ashley's like, oh, this makes sense. This this is perfect. The other ones were sending him too many pages. Yeah, yeah. You need something that's about the same length as his employee employees handbook at Sports Direct. Oh, his <laughs> literally just a three-folded brochure. <laughs> That's <laughs> his yeah. HR policies at Sports Direct. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I yeah I think this is a load of BS. I'm on the so actually breaking news, CHN Radio listeners. I agree with Luke Edwards. Um, I don't think oh. he's trolling here, and he I'm I'm late to this party, but I'm pulling up his tweets now. So one thing that I'm I'm kind of paying more attention to is if it's out there in the public and the deal isn't done, then it's probably fake. So just like if you take like the last five takeovers, that's what's happened in the premier league. I mean, not like, like obviously Bolton, a different story, but this is what Luke Albert said. He said, Oh goody, another NUFC takeover story just in time for the autumn. My same rule applies. Details have been leaked before any deal completed. I will treat with skepticism. However, I will now have to check it all out over again. I am told Kenyon has never gone away, but source immediately cast doubt on it. 
Why has it been leaked before the deal agreed? Told to treat with extreme caution. Guess we shall know more in the next few days, but after so many false dawns, I'll only believe it when it happens. Thing is, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? One day, it has to happen, and UFC will be sold, and Ashley will be gone. Maybe this is going to be different. Maybe this is the moment. Maybe it's all just more bollocks. And with that, I'm off to bed. Which I thought was just a great little thread by Luke Edwards, so I commend you for that, Mm. Luke. Yes. I, I think it's just well said, like, I mean, he hit pretty much all the points that everyone feels. Yes, and uh, I also want to add on to, as we're talking about breaking news, um, I'd like to add on that uh, that we have started a new hashtag that you all should start using um, for all these tra- these takeover rumors. Um, just always just always tweet the hashtag at it. Well, wait, no, sorry. Let me redo that. <laughs> it, you don't use the at symbol in a hashtag. It's because uh, we're talking at the same time on, in two different days. Yes. That's sure. why. We'll we'll chalk it up to that. Um, just use the hashtag NUFC Fakeover. Yes. Instead of NUFC Takeover, which is you always popular. Yeah, Fakeover. It's a pretty good one, though. Yeah. You Thank it. you. Uh, so I'll pat <laughs> myself on the back for that. Please start making that a thing because I think it's funny. So um, we're doing this for me, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And now we're going to move from doing things from Elijah to doing it for our listeners. And mm. we're going to do our Lester Iose Perez's preview. But first, we're going to have a nice little break. We're going to get a cup of tea and some bourbon. And we're going to do this preview right after this. Elijah, the time has come where I face my demon, Iose Perez. In a league for match. the second time this season. But in a league match. I mean, yeah, sure. Now, we all know it's uh, it's going to be a tough one because Iosie Perez is obviously a really good player, and he has, I, I can't even imagine how many goals he has for Leicester and assists. You combine them both up, it's probably a pretty high number. Yeah, at least a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I'm sure he's doing really well. Um, I'm not even going to do a Twitter search for his name because I'm sure I'm sure all the Foxes supporters love him there. Yeah, there's um, probably going to be a lot of like, <laughs> please don't ever leave us and that kind there, of stuff. There's definitely people listening to this podcast right now that are just rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, the brand is staying on, and I'll answer those questions. Isaac Perez is zero goals and zero assists. Which, hey, it's I just want to throw out. That I don't think zero is a number. Is that is it a number? Oh, that's a great question. I'm gonna say yeah yes. because if it's not a number, that my joke I, was next. I'm level gonna say because. yes because you can um, you can like multiply it. You can subtract it and add it and divide it. Man, this is okay. I'm now even more confused. I looked it up. Zero is both a number and a numerical digit used to represent that number in numerals. What does that even mean? I'm just going to go with it is a number. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. why don't they just say it's a number? Yeah. Anyway. Could be. Um, all right, so let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit more seriously, a little bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, we'll start with the Premier League table. Right now, Lester's in third. 
So, whoops, that's not good for us. But they have three three wins, two draws, and one loss, a plus-three goal difference on 11 points. And then you have to scroll all the way down the page to 17th to find us with one win, two draws, three losses, minus four goal difference in fifth place. Or, sorry, fifth, five points and in 17th place. So, big gap, but... We've done crazier things before. I mean, we beat the European runners-up just like a month ago. So let's get into some lineups, some injuries. I'll, I'll do the injuries. Elijah will do the lineups as per usual. On the Foxes' side, we have Daniel Amarty is out. Maddie James is out. And James Madison might play. Uh, he's just an ankle in- injury, but it's looking pretty doubtful. Um, he was in training today. Yeah, but, like, so is Florian Lejeune. Well, I'm just, you know. Yeah. (laughs) He's on his bike. Yeah, there you go. Um, So, Dennis Prate could come in because of that. Uh, Damari Gray, Mark Albrighton are all looking for starts. But that's it on lesser side. For us, obviously, I just mentioned Lejeune and Gale. They're out. Uh, Doubtful is DeAndre Yedlin and Matt. Have you heard anything on Matt Ritchie? I'm saying that I think DeAndre Yedlin, Matt Ritchie, and Longstaff are probably not going to play. Yeah, uh, the latest I've heard is that Matt Ritchie was back in training. Sean Longstaff isn't even listed as injured anymore. Okay, uh, so, so maybe he's in. Okay, he might, he might be back. And DeAndre Yedlin also back in training. Yeah, um, I would, and, and they're I assessing Saint Gucci Max as well. Um, yeah, there's a good chance, but let, let's go to you. Let's you you give us your lineup. There's a good chance that Matt Ritchie tries to force himself on the pitch, but yeah, and who's stopping him? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think that's one Steve Bruce is going to have to let happen if it if it happens. Um, so, so I mean, I think like you kind of hit your nail the nail on the head with Lester. I think there's only going to be a couple changes from them from the normal. Uh, starting 11 we see from them most notably whoever comes in for James Madison whether it be Dennis Prayette or they change formation and Demary Gray comes in Demari Gray whatever um so uh it, that's no surprise there they're going to put out a good team and they're probably going to uh probably going to have uh, their way with Newcastle if, if the last couple of matches have proved uh, anything um but as it regards to Newcastle's lineup um I think it's going to be Despite the the rumors that um, that Miguel Amaron may not start, um, I I just don't see why he would get dropped from the the team sheet when there's like there's not a lot of replacements for him. Um, but I mean, if he does get dropped, I I think we'll kind of see the impact um, of him not being in the side, uh, especially as it regards to like the counterattack and the work rate and that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my starting 11 is going to be uh, Jetro Willems uh, playing left wing back with uh, Dummett, Cher, and Lascelles with uh, Javier Manquillo uh, playing right wing back with Dubrovka and Goal. I think Sean Longstaff might make his return to the team um, because Shelby has just been god-awful. Uh, and Key hasn't looked really good coming in. He's looked okay. Um, but I would like to see Longstaff alongside Hayden again uh, with Almiron, 
Atsu and uh, Joel Linton up top. I would imagine that if St. If St. Maximin is truly healthy, which it seems like he actually is healthy, um, he might start alongside Miguel Amaron. I think that you have to, in this case, you have to try them playing together in the starting lineup uh, before you resort to dropping Amaron completely from the team. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. Like, for instance, like playing Amaron in the wrong position. Yeah, I think more and more people are now realizing that. Just, <laughs> like we've been saying this literally since the first. You match. have you, well, you yes. called it out immediately when it happened. Yeah, it's <laughs> like he's playing the absolutely wrong position, and it's now taken people like six weeks, and then them realizing that Miguel Amron is like holding his own. He's just playing the absolute wrong position and is trying to play his correct position, and then they're like, "Wait, there's, something's not right here." And then they look back and they realize that Miguel Amarone has never played right wing in his career until this year. So yeah. uh, there, uh, there's that. Um, Steve Bruce in a nutshell. But uh, let's let's move on to whatever's next. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what Newcastle has to do to win this match to take three points from Leicester. What is it that they need to pull off, Elijah? Well, I didn't want to go this route, but we have to go back to what I said, our second preview of the season, and Newcastle need to prove that they have some sort of tactical plan yet again, because it's just, the last match against Brighton, uh, there was no clear tactical plan, um, and if there was, it wasn't a good one. Um, there was too many formation changes, uh, just that well, well oh, excuse me. Formation changes aren't bad if everyone on the team knows the formation. But there was too many formation changes in which it seemed like no one knew what the formation change was actually going to be. It was it's just a, a terrible display, um, tactically from Newcastle, um, from uh, European elite manager Steve Bruce. Um, so I, I think that I just need to see some sort of tactical um, presence from Newcastle. Because uh, I'm not really expecting them to go out and win this one, but then again, every time I say that, Newcastle will somehow find a way to win. So I, I, I don't know tactics. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's always tough going on the road, and if we play anything like we did against Brighton in this match, I wouldn't be surprised because that's that's the tactic that I kind of expect us to go out at King Power Stadium when they're third in the league versus at home against Brighton. So, but I, I don't think either is going to get us to win the win. I, I'm going to stay on the same thing here. Uh, like, put Almiron in the right position and, like, slap his wrist every time he tracked back into the, the corner of, like, one of the right or left backs for defending. Like, I want him to stay in his position and focus on counterattacking football. Like, that's all I want you to do. Like, we have, we have a Hayden... We have a probably a Shelby, or or we have a share that can ping the ball to you. But I want you to be twenty yards ahead of them every time they pick the ball up in our own zone. So that's that's how I think Newcastle is going to be able to win is just striking, getting lucky about once or twice. Well, we'll probably honestly probably need it twice on the counter attack in this match, and and I think Newcastle can win if they do that. Uh, that's how I'm looking at it. Elijah, uh, players to look out for for Leicester. Uh, Iose Perez, he's due for a goal. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm nervous it's about just, this one, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen, uh, especially, and you're bound to get some tweets from probably Phil and some other people that are like, oh, Jose Perez, and you have to remind him, chill out, he scored one goal. <laughs> and it's been subbed off after starting a lot of matches, so... Um, yeah, I, he's going to be a dangerous player uh, to watch as well. But Yuri Tillman's is just still one of the most underrated and most impressive signings of the past couple of seasons. He's just so good. And um, winning the midfield battle is going to be key in this match, um, especially as Newcastle try to transition from de- defense to offense. And um, it's something that Newca- Newcastle have continually lost. And the only time they've won the midfield battle was subsequently subsequently their only win um where they looked decent against tottenham in their midfield so um yeah so i think that those are my two people to watch out for um really more yuri tillman's because if you can kind of neutralize him uh, newcastle have a better shot at be able to spring some counterattacks. yeah so this one this it's definitely iose perez for me i'm i'm actually interested to watch iose perez from a comp like from the from just a different side like the things that annoyed me, now I'm going to enjoy. And yeah. but I do have that feeling, and I I feel this a very strong way that he's going to get one. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and I'm not the only fan that, and I'm not the only supporter that gave him crap. And there was times where I've praised him. I have to keep saying that, but overall, no, I don't think he's a great player. So. I think he's going to try to prove me wrong, not like legitimately prove me wrong. Like He's worried about way other people than me. But um, I think that he has to be the player to watch. And then the other – there's two other people I want to mention. Obviously, like Jamie Vardy, I'm not going to mention. We all know about him. Uh, but Ndidi and Perea, they're monsters. Yeah, they and Perea is right behind Perez. Uh, so Perez is, and if Perez is really like tasting it and he's feeling really good about himself, it's going to force Perez in, and that will put another attacker in the box for Lester. And that's that's actually how I see Lester getting that goal is, is Perez just dominates that whole right side and forces Perez to get in the box, and he's going to get on a rebound or something, and that's how that's how it's going to do it. Um, and he's going to do his, his his celebration, and I'm just going to cry. I'm going to cry. I really hope Hamza Chowdhury makes an appearance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? Because his hair is so cool. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, why are you hoping he appears? Yeah, um, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's actually the only reason. Well, St. Gucci Max has great hair. Well, I mean, not in FIFA 20. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, you're like, welcome. If you don't get the joke, just type in St. Maximum <laughs> yep. FIFA 20 and you'll you'll see. Yeah, you'll definitely you'll definitely notice. Um, FIFA okay. twenty, which Elijah Newsom has. Play me, uh, you people, you cowards. Play me. If you yes. have an Xbox, I have, but it's just taking forever to load. Yep, I'm still <laughs> downloading it. <technically>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just same. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we. I don't really have stats for you. Well, uh, it doesn't I didn't matter. Prepare that well, but I, what I do have is five thirty eight. They always come okay. in the clutch for me. Uh, 538 predicts every match of the Premier League season and then gives us a forecast of how they think it's going to pan out. This one, um, it's not looking good for us. No. Uh, they have Leicester with a 56% chance to beat 
Newcastle. That can't be true. And then a 26% chance to draw, leaving with Newcastle with an 18% chance to win this match. Which is... That sounds about right, actually. Yeah, which is pretty low. Uh, there's only one... There's only three clubs that... Four clubs that have a lower chance of winning than Newcastle. Arguably, um, if you had told me that we had an 18% chance to beat the third-place team in the Premier League, I'd say you were smoking crack. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's more of um, if the third-place team was someone else, I think it would be a little bit less of a chance. But I don't... Sure. Like, it's... I understand if, if people or the stats don't believe Leicester. I get it, but... We'll have a better chance table of don't beating lie. Manchester United than we will Leicester City. <laughs> table don't lie. Well, Manchester United is an 8th and Chelsea's an 11th. And then we have, like, just Burnley in ninth and Sheffield in 10th and Burnmouth in 6th and West Frank Ham Lampard in 5th. is actually just not a good manager. <laughs> I think we. I think we need to like. I think we need to stop sitting on this. Like, oh, mate. I just. I haven't seen anything from him tactically that has said to me that he's like, oh, this guy's actually going to be a good manager. <laughs> I, like, I just feel like he's benefiting from the fact he has good players, but he doesn't even use his players. Like, his players aren't even playing well, so he's just kind of screwed. Anyway, that's not the point. It's not a Premier League podcast. It's a Newcastle podcast. So. Yep, it is, and. um Okay, so we'll go to predictions. I'll go first here. Um, Leicester's trying to make it four wins in their last five. They just beat Spurs in the league, and they just advanced in the in the League Cup as well. So obviously confidence is high. On the other side, on Newcastle side, obviously we drew Brighton, and still only have one win in all comps. So we're on a little bit of a different uh, <laughs> level of confidence than Leicester. Uh, we have won our last two trips to King Power Stadium, mm. um, but I do see that that challenge is going to be pretty uphill. My prediction is Iose Perez scores a goal and gets an assist in what will be the most miserable match for me as Leicester beats Newcastle 3-1. to one. Oh, hot take. Hot take. Well, I'm going to go a different route, and I'm going to say um, Iose Perez will score. He will score, um, and Newcastle will also score um, in a 2-2 draw in which uh, Miguel Amaron scores. Which oh, he man. Has to. Oh, he <laughs> has to. Um, and Ben Chilwell scores an own goal, giving Newcastle the draw. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, wow. I don't know who, who scores the other goal for Leicester. Probably Vardy. Or Telemans, one of those guys. Or Pereira, who depends on how they play. I don't yeah, know. Um, that would be one quite a match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. But it's going to be like a, it's going to be one of those that's going to be like a Newcastle will be winning 2-1 because of the own goal, and they're going to give up a late goal. Yeah, yeah, we, do, we don't like, it, it. don't you find it weird that in some of these matches, like, we just go. We just take the lead, and you're just like, wait, what? Oh like, yeah, no, that when, we're not like, supposed to be winning. <laughs> yeah, with, like, like Liverpool, when Jetro Willem scored that goal, I was like, what? What? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I was bugging out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, it's it's fun. It's obviously fun because we're winning, but you just don't expect it. And I think that's what makes it more fun is because you're not yeah. expecting it to happen. But then. well, don't get used to being unexpecting of wins because we're soon going to be a top ten club. 
once we get all that good American Floridian money. Yeah, especially, I mean, the brochure is just going to ping in investments for sure. Release the brochures. Um, Can we demand that? Are we the U.S. government? Can we Hashtag just... release the brochures. I <laughs> release like the brochures. <laughs> um, one more thing on this match. Uh, the Chronicle just tweeted this out. No. I, I just thought it was uh, worth it. It's a quote Thanks from for paying Johnny, attention to me. For Johnny Evans, he said, Newcastle did very well against us last year, so I think they'll come with the same game plan. Does Johnny know that <laughs> that we have a new manager? I think he does. I think he's trolling. He has to okay. be trolling. Yeah. Like, he, okay, like, I mean, no, I want him to be trolling so badly. Like, I want him to be like, like <laughs> they interview him and like, of course, they have a worse manager. Of course they're going to win. But he might actually be serious. Like, he might be like so focused on being like the most average looking generic white guy in the history of the world like that's his lifelong goal i think he's so focused on that he just ignores all other distractions besides lesser city football so hey, he might he might actually think rafa's still managing and he's gonna walk in he's gonna walk into the pitch and he's gonna see oh wait that's not rafa benitez and he's gonna start laughing and celebrating with joy because he knows that they've got this one in the bag oh man all right yeah, well on that note, we're going to take one more break and then get to some of your questions. Right mm. after this. Hey, 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 we ready with your questions. Um, actually, is it? Yeah, there's two questions. Oh, right? okay. Sure. Um, I mean, you're the well, one who runs there? the Twitter account, so. Yeah, there's two. Um. <laughs> The first one we kind of answered. It's from Will Watson at Batman's Milkman. What up, Will? Uh, he said, "Are you concerned by a potential Perez masterclass against us in this game?" That's why I predicted it because I am scared as hell from well, it. <laughs> you know, I'm not. As I responded to Will on Twitter, just saying LMAO. I, yes. Okay. I. I've been. I'd say I've been a pessimistic neutral towards Iose Perez and I say that term which I just invented so trademark I don't know if I can do that over the air but trademark trademark taco Tuesdays I would say that I've been pretty indifferent towards Iose Perez but I recognize that he is not as good as people think he is so that's why I say I'm a pessimistic neutral and so I'm not that concerned about Iose Perez because he's on a team with more talent and has somehow still looked worse and he doesn't have to do anything except for, like, be in the right position and score goals. And he can't even do that. And That's his like, biggest weakness is being yeah. in the right position. <laughs> but it's like even when he was on a he's, when he was on a team with a marginally better player and, and Miguel Amaron, like, he was able to dominate. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe Lester will work for him because it's a bunch of players who are better than him and no one's going to be focused on him. But for some reason, it's been the exact opposite. Um, probably because he's not that good. Um, but yeah, and, and all in all, I, I'm not really worried about an Iose Perez master class because even when Iose Perez has played well, it's not been a master class. He, I don't think the hat trick was. Yeah, I, I guess, but I don't know. I still felt like there were there were moments of that that weren't purely him, and it wasn't like I like when I think of a master class, I think of like 
games where Kevin De Bruyne has like dominated the entire game and has assists and is just like pulling strings all over the midfield and he's done no wrong. Or when Messi has those games or Ronaldo has those games or Conte last week, like he had one of those games where it's just like, no, they do no wrong. And even when Iosia Perez does well, you can still look at moments in the match and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm, and I'm doing it simply for a CYA type of uh, <laughs> recovery. Because CYA, what does that mean? Cover your ass. Oh, okay. So that way, if he does dominate, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, pre- I predicted this, though. Like, listen to the last podcast. And if he doesn't, I'm like, ha, I even thought he would do well and he still sucks. So I'm set now. Like, I'm, I'm set. Like, no matter what happens, like, I'm, I've set myself up in a win-win situation. Yeah. He's going to suck. <laughs> all right. Next uh, question. All right. Uh, the next question is from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio. At Trevor Mooney 12. Trevor Mooney. Okay. He, actually, fun fact about Trevor. Trevor just got a new job. Congrats, Trevor. And he texted me. said, hey, Greg, I wanted to let you know what I put as my hobbies in my new job. So they sent out a company-wide email. And this is a true story. <laughs> And it happened today. Uh, they sent out a company-wide email, and it's list, like listing Trevor and like the things he's done in his career so far. And then it says, Trevor likes to help out with a Newcastle United podcast. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious that he put that down as one of his hobbies at his new employer. So, yeah, Trevor, the helper-outer of Newcastle United podcast. Yeah, helper out, official helper-outer of Newcastle, <laughs> of CHN Radio. Oh, I thought that was really good. So That's great. always bringing the humor, Trev. Um, yeah. He says, "Who is the more talented fox, Jamie Vardy or Jamie Fox?" Trevor, come on. Trevor. I, mean, I know. Let's have a heart to heart, Trevor. I know with this question, Trevor. The obvious answer is Jamie Fox. Jamie yes. Fox can act. He can rap. He can dance. He can sing. Now, I mean, I, J- Jamie Vardy just he just looks terrible with bad he haircuts. He looks terrible, occasionally and, scores, and is friends yeah. with Mike Ashley. Yes. Like, there's nothing great about any of those things, except for the occasionally scoring, because Newcastle don't have any players that occasionally score. Um, but Jamie Foxx, like, he also plays the piano really well. And, like, if you ever, like, if you are British, which I'm assuming a lot of people are, and you just don't, you're not up to date with Jamie Foxx stuff. Because I feel like if you're American, by default, like, you've seen all the talent Jamie Foxx has had because he hosts award shows in the States. And he, like, is always on late night talk shows and all that kind of crap. But, like, I feel like people overseas cannot appreciate how talented he is. So just just look up Jamie Foxx, like, singing or something. because No, literally search the musical genre challenge with Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. That was great. That, or that's the, the time you have to do. Or the time he serenaded Serena Williams at the ESPYs. That was great, too, Yeah, in the giant tennis ball. But, he's, a, yeah. he's literally one of the best entertainers out there. So yeah. he's, therefore, a better fox. He could be. He could do a Vegas residency. I'd be down for that. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd you can. the heck out of that. I mean, take Cher out and put Jamie in. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's, <laughs> not, let's, not, let's not down talk Cher. <laughs> um, all right, well, You're that's it, You're talking about Fabian Cher, right? That was yeah. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else, Elijah? Uh, no. No, absolutely nothing, actually. All right. Well, that will conclude episode 85 of CHN Radio. 
we hopefully well this match is going to be played on sunday so you have a lot of time to catch up on this one but hopefully we're coming back to you with three points i'm your host greg troxel this is the best damn co-host in the land elijah newsome and this is the beautiful rendition of coming home newcastle a song written for this podcast just kidding away the last love you guys Walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown hill I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll pray the dog at St. James's Park If the Gallagher turns in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody And to live in Jody land some people think we're bawdy and we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Jody heroes, there's so many famous names. Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog at St. James's Park at the Gallagher Tend in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the river tonight. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother's seen hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again. I'll brave the dog, it's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear, I'm going